truth is that life is not always like this, and in the years ahead there may be times when it seems that nobody would even cross a room to speak to you, let alone cross a city. Most of us, from the day we are born, try to find ways to make people want to cross that room to us. We quickly discover that if we are attractive, successful, and best of all in their eyes, important, they will practically knock the wine waiter over in their attempt to reach us. And so we spend our lives striving, accumulating, and botoxing, all in the hope that we'll get people's attention. But that kind of life is so tiring. And frankly, when most of them do get across that room to us, we find they are so fickle it was hardly worth our effort to get them there. Why, even as we're speaking to them, they are glancing around the room to see if there are any better prospects. At those times, try to remember something very important. It is this. There is someone who will never forget your name and will always think that you are beautiful, no matter how many marks, scars, or bruises the world you've just entered leaves you with. Your mum and dad could not love you more. Even now, when you are not yet one day old, either of them would gladly lay down their life for you. But the good news I have for you is this. Even their love is not as great as the love that planned you, formed you, and now welcomes you into his world. And so on this, the very first day of your life, let me set you on a treasure hunt. It is to seek out and find those, and perhaps especially one, who will not look first at your appearance, achievements, and status, impressive as those are, but who will love you anyway. But enough of all that for now. We've got so much to do. Dens to build, ants to watch, places to hide, ice creams to guzzle, and you've got naughty cousins who can't wait to push you around the park so fast you'll be hanging onto the sides of your buggy for dear life. Good morning, our brand new grandchild. It's time to play. When I'd finished my short missive and started shaving, I realized I felt good about this letter. Here was I, a grandfather, doing what grandfathers are supposed to do, attempting to save this little one from having to do what most of us generally have to do, learning the hard way. But pretty soon the good feeling went. I was assailed by a barrage of imaginary friends all yelling at me, Who do you think you are, you old buffer? The baby is not yet twelve hours old, and here you are making the poor thing sit in class. And anyway, one of the killjoys added, People have to learn the hard way. No pain, no gain. You can't put an old head on young shoulders. The school of hard knocks is the best education. This doom merchant seemed to have an endless stock of these proverbs, all ready to knock the wind out of the sails of anybody, even thinking of passing on a little wisdom to the young. I sighed and put my razor down. As I did, I caught a glimpse of my face in the mirror. I couldn't help comparing it to that of the new baby. In some ways, our faces are similar. I'm convinced that the baby's eyes are just like mine. At least they would be if they were open. What is for sure is that our DNA is practically the same. If not for me, this new person would not be on this planet. And both our faces are a bit battered, bruised, and lined. Although I must acknowledge in different ways. The marks on the baby's face are from where the forceps were used, and those will fade and go. The lines are folds of extra skin that would have filled out if this little one had been born on time two weeks later, and soon they will go. 
The marks on my face, however, are so old that I can't remember how they got there, except for the dent that sits one centimetre above my right eye. I was ten, and so was Richard Harris, who'd somehow got hold of an air pistol. He'd fired it at a wall, and the pellet ricocheted off the cement and onto my head. I had a headache, but I didn't go blind. That centimetre's gap saved me and Richard Harris from a lot of trouble. And what about all my wrinkles? Again, I have no idea where they came from. Over the years, they crept onto my face like camouflage soldiers. Some of them stayed, and those that did took their camouflage off. No matter how I try to dress it up, it is an old face that I am looking at. But suddenly, as I gaze into the mirror, I am seized with a mission. I am going to banish from my mind the Job's comforters who say you can't pass on any wisdom to the young.